Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Join in on a great conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the latest tricks and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome to the Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. Today's Spotlight interview is with Devin Alexander, celebrity chef. The Spotlight focuses on highlighting stars, greats, and game changers. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, so please set your calendar to hear from the world's elite. And we just passed 2 million downloads on both of my weekly talk shows, so thanks a million, and check out the commercial coming later in this show. Yes, 2 million, and I thank you for your amazing patronage. And more breaking news. I'm on television with the Tony D'Urso TV show. Emmy-winning director Rich Tomeo joins me on the cast, and we broadcast to, ready, over 100 million screens. And you'll see the TV shows on my mobile app at TonyDurso.com slash mobile. Download that now, and you'll hear my other weekly talk shows. That's TonyDurso.com slash mobile. All right. Today we set the stage for the spotlight to chat with Devin Alexander, celebrity chef. She's a media personality, healthy comfort food chef, weight loss expert, and New York Times bestselling author. She was the chef of NBC's The Biggest Loser and the author of nine cookbooks, including The Biggest Loser Cookbook Series and The Most Decadent Diet Ever. Devin shares her secrets through frequent appearances on The Today Show, Good Morning America, the Biggest Loser, Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, The View, Fox, CNN, The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso, and through over 500 magazine features, including prevention, men's health, and shape. She's coached thousands of pounds off of others, and she's maintained her own 70-pound weight loss for close to 30 years. And she looks 28. Let's find mm-hmm. out more about this. Here we go. Welcome to The Spotlight, Devin. Oh my God, you just won me over saying I look 28. <laughs> you you seriously just made my week. Thank you. I'm oh. so excited to be here. <laughs> oh, great. Devin, my greatest pleasure and honor to have you. You're such an inspiration to Weight Watchers the world over. And you have amazing help for those with, even with diabetes too, among other qualities. And we would all love to know, how did you become the celebrity chef that you are today? You know, I weighed 200 pounds when I was 15 and I was bullied like crazy, desperate to lose weight. Like you, I'm Italian. I'm sure you're going to relate to this, but I started rolling pasta dough when I was like too small to reach the kitchen counter. And uh, it was like Play-Doh in my household. So having gotten to 15 and being bullied and not being able to give up my Italian favorites, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And finally, I heard that if you cut, and that was after much yo-yo dieting, which I'm sure many of your audience members can relate to. uh, I heard that if you cut just 100 calories from your diet per day, on average, you'll lose 10 pounds in a year. So I turned it into a big game. I knew a ton from the yo-yo dieting about calories, and I knew a ton from my grandmother about cooking. I turned it into a game to see if I could cut a couple hundred calories a day, and I did, and I lost like 25 to 30 pounds the first year without giving up chicken parmesan or brownies or lasagna. Um, And then long story short, I got recruited by the Television Academy for a script I'd written in college, planning to be a screenwriter, 
I'm a huge advocate for charity. And when I got to LA, I didn't really know anybody. Small town girl from Pennsylvania. I thought, you know, I should volunteer at charity events so I could make friends. And in the process of doing so, some celebrities figured out that I could cook healthy food that actually tasted good. And basically, they wooed me to cook for them. And the rest is history. I am very, very impressed at that. And of course, being Italian as well. I grew up on pasta. It is a staple. There's rice in the Orient and there's, you know, Uh, bread in India. uh, I grew up on pasta and unfortunately, it's my Achilles heel. I can't eat it. I haven't had pasta. I can't tell you how. What? Are you sure you're Italian? (laughs) We're going to skip the script. Just forget the questions. This is just you and me here. I love pasta so much, but I can't eat it because when I eat pasta, it just sticks with me. And I'm not quite slender, but I'm quite, you know, just right in the zone there. And I know that if I eat pasta, it'll just add and won't go away. So I've just forced myself to just not (gasps) eat it. Is that crazy? And maybe every couple of months, my wife and I will go get something or she'll make something that that at least has the pasta sauce in it. Because I think that's the key thing. But... I'm so interested in how you've done this. My brain is going everywhere with this. So you continue to eat pasta. So let's just kind of, this is the most important part of the show. So you're continuing (laughs) to eat the pasta. Uh And how is it that you're able to actually drop the weight? Let's, Let's take this step by step, please. Okay, so right now, ironically, I just released a book called You Can Have It, and it actually answers this question. For me, the reason I couldn't lose weight was because I was trying to give up everything I loved and I have no willpower. So instead, I recreated the stuff that I love in ways that I can eat it. So admittedly, I do not eat pasta every night for sure. However, I do have substitutes like, you know, there's these new bean pastas and things, and I have ways to make them taste like they're not bean pastas by using things like a garlic, you know, sauteing garlic. And then you really can't tell if you cook the pasta right. But I do also make like these delicious lasagnas with whole wheat pasta noodles that I still roll from scratch. And I serve them in my restaurant. I make this killer, and I want to make this for you someday. You're invited to my kitchen. I know we don't live that far apart. Um, So next time you're in Manhattan Beach, I am going to make you my chorizo lasagna that will blow your mind. It's under 500 calories. The chorizo is made from scratch and really easy. It's not like... You know, you're not sitting there like stuffing casing and do crazy things. You literally add some spices to extra lean ground pork and you can even do it with extra lean ground turkey. And then, as I said, I roll the whole wheat noodles and I serve it in a dish like one of those really cute individual casserole things. So you don't need a ton of pasta by the time you like load it with the protein from the chorizo that's extra lean. It's like basically I'm completely obsessed and do things like that and I had restaurants on Royal Caribbean Cruise Line where I served that dish and the man who hired me came to my kitchen and he was formerly like the best new chef of Food and Wine magazine. So like super had the best food out there and was like, oh my God. So basically I just, I'm a Virgo and I have two Virgo parents. So I'm super obsessed and I want what I want and I figured it out. That is so fantastic, Devin. And you know, when it's in season, and this is a this is good for the audience to know too, spaghetti squash, believe it or not, yeah. it takes a couple hours, it takes some time, but when, when it's in season, my wife maybe once a month will make it, 
and you can have the full-on pasta sauce and everything, and you think you're eating pasta. It is absolutely my new most amazing dish. <laughs> well, you know, there's so many protein pastas now, though, too, that I eat on, I don't want to say, like, regular, like, daily, but at least once a week, I'll have a protein pasta um, with extra protein. You know, I never, I mean, I, I admittedly never sit there and eat, like, a giant bowl of pasta. But as I said, like, the chorizo that I make and some of the other homemade sausage I make, like, if you eat four ounces of that with one cup of pasta... Like, there's no way that can do that much damage to your weight loss, especially if you're eating. Like, I like to eat my vegetables on the side most of the time. Although my new book does have a pretty incredible kale lasagna. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a cheesy kale lasagna. It's cheese and, you know, all of the yumminess of that. But but no, I, I'm not one. Like, I mean, I hope you relate to this. But I was watching a cooking show once. And this guy made over his mother's lasagna and tried to pretend that putting fennel seeds on mushrooms was the same as sausage and would trick people. I'm like, dude, not <laughs> only is that disgusting, it's blasphemous. Oh. And I knew he wasn't really Italian. It's disgraceful. <laughs> it is like, come on. And by the way, his was twice as fattening as my chorizo lasagna. Oh my. So that's amazing. yeah, no, I was just thinking you just caught me. Um, because I usually don't talk about food. I'm not really kind of the foodie. <laughs> you should be talking to my wife. We're going to have her on here because she is such a great chef and not as a job or business, just as a hobby. But another thing that she we've discovered is zucchini. There's a special thing that slices it into, not slices it, but the spiralizer. spirals yeah. it into pasta looking and you put that with sauce. And then, then again, you still think you're eating pasta. So there's ways to get around it. And that's kind of what I've done. But- there's nothing like, of course, you know, mom's. I want to reintroduce you to the real thing. Are you like gluten intolerant or like you just think that you'll gain weight? It is, you know, instant weight gainer for me when I have pasta. And I, I don't know. Many, many years have taught me that. But you know what? Hey, I don't have my the doors never closed all the way. I'm always open to to checking out something. So we'll see. I'm curious. Do you eat no car like no starch carbs or i mean obviously we all eat carbs and vegetables but um but do you eat like no pasta no rice no any of it or i'll eat rice because for my blood type rice is neutral so once in a while when we go out or whatever we have rice but it's the one thing my wife doesn't know how to make she's indian and she's oh, an amazing what? cook <laughs> i know it's like an oxymoron it's like an italian that doesn't know how to make sauce but she doesn't know how to make rice only her mom makes rice which is just absolute killer but so we'll go out and we'll have rice, you know, and I'll have something really great. I don't gain weight with rice. I gain weight with pasta. I think I just touch pasta and it says poof, you know. <laughs> oh, see, that makes it even more like a challenge for me because I bet you I bet I could do it. Well, I know how to drop the weight off for myself. You know, I, I mean, I, I know how my body works. So if I ever put it on, I know how to take it off. All right. Let's get back to you because I have so much I want to know and. This is just such a fascinating subject. And it actually sets the premise for one of my questions because for you and you say, you know, staying healthy, it's a lot more fun and a lot easier than people realize. And here we are. We just talked about it. And I'd love it, you know, because we all love easy here. I would love it if you would tell us more about that. And then we'll get into some other questions. Well, as you can see, I'm a pasta pusher. Um, no, I think part of it is that 
For me, for instance, I'll, I'll talk about the working out part first, um, and then I'll go into food. But I really believe that we have to create a community of fun around it, and then our problems are solved. So, like, when I was trying to lose weight and I was bullied, it was this negative, heavy thing. And I believed that I didn't like to work out. And the truth is, I have never liked to go to a gym and put myself on a treadmill or whatever rat machine you want to put me on for hours that feels like a waste of life and do it. Like, I've never gotten that thing that people say they get. When I am running by the ocean, and I mean truly like on the sand next to the ocean, I do find that meditative. But it wasn't until I was at the Biggest Loser Resorts being paid, mind you, to go on hikes that I recalibrated my relationship to working out. I swear I was in heaven working out seven hours a day at the Biggest Loser Resorts. Um, I know that sounds crazy, especially since I said I don't like working out. But for me, I realized there was some mental thing like... I wasn't doing it with a group. I was doing it myself. And while I was doing it, I was thinking of all of the other things I needed to be doing. When I was there at the Biggest Loser Resort and I was on these hikes with a group of people who were asking me questions about food and I was solving their woes while overlooking like the beautiful mountaintops and oceans and things, I'm like, wow, this is heaven. I wish I could do all of my meetings this way. And I sort of had this epiphany that I was making it hard. Like... I needed to find something that I loved doing with people that made me like working out because then it would feel like pleasure and fun, not torture. So I now am part of a beach tennis community. Every weekend, I kid you not, I go and play beach tennis if I'm at home or, you know, there's occasions where I obviously am on the road or I'm busy, but, but barring that, and I, I, been in a car accident. And prior to that, like when I could work out all day, I am not kidding. When I tell you, I would get there at noon and at eight o'clock when the sun was setting, I was bummed to go home. Like that's how much fun I think it is. This is the spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Just ahead, the chat continues with Devin Alexander, celebrity chef. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hi, Tony here with a quick word about getting you discovered. Do you want a lot of people checking out your sales page, your branding page, your podcast? Like many people, are you just trying to do it all yourself? Or maybe get by with a virtual assistant or two? Are you taking webinars, seminars, and workshops to learn how to grow your social media and how to bring visitors to your site? Or are you downloading free ebooks, buying books, buying classes, doing this and that just to learn how to get more sales, more people, more exposure? We all do. And it isn't all that it's cracked up to be for some, is it? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. It takes a lot of training. I've written books on this and I'm helping others get a lot of visitors to their web pages and podcasts. And I mean thousands and thousands every month. Check it out. Go to TonyDierso.com slash grow. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O dot com slash G-R-O-W. TonyDierso.com slash grow. And get discovered. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social. 
to go viral and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Listening to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to the Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on the Spotlight. Today's show is with Devin Alexander, celebrity chef. Devin's unique approach to healthy cooking and her motivational personal story have landed her regular appearances on talk, news, weight loss, fitness shows for over a decade, making her America's go-to expert for decadence without consequence. All right, back to the chat with Devin. Again, I am clearly, I must have been a fish or something else in another life because, <laughs> or a mermaid or something, because something about the ocean is so, it's like the one thing that zends me out like you would not believe. So it's like, and this group, like when I recently got my daughter, they all threw me a shower separate from my girlfriends. Like, it's just like a family environment and we socialize together. We do things together. So I think a lot of it is people, as I said, try to do it by themselves and they don't have something they love doing. So I tell women like, go try a pole dancing class, go try, you know, something completely off the wall. Like there's Kangoo in LA, there's I don't know. There's just, there's aquatic classes. There's so many different things that I found that everybody can find something that they like and don't convince yourself that it has to be like, you have to go to a gym or you have to this, or you have to that. Like even taking a walk for some of your business meetings works. So that's that part of it. The food part is again, like I spent so many, so many hours, like telling myself what I couldn't have. And when you flip it to what you can have, Life gets exciting. And I also, like, I love 
chocolate hazelnut. So if I go to a party and there's a chocolate hazelnut cake, there is a license that I may have a bite. Um, (laughs) There just is like it just exists out there. And when I have that bite, if it's delicious, I make a commitment to verbally go, wow, that's good. And I think that that's celebrating me eating it and thus having my body accept it. I think that in the old days, when I was torturing myself again, saying I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, as I had anything that I enjoyed, it was my body was rejecting it because I was telling it at the same time that I shouldn't. Now, as I said, if I take that bite and it's delicious, like I will have a reasonable size piece and like make it clear that it is good and I am enjoying it and it is giving me comfort. If, on the other hand, it's not very tasty, I know that I can go home and make something twice as good for half the fat and calories. So I'm not depriving myself. I'm like, I don't want that because I can have this better thing later that I will then look forward to. (laughs) I absolutely love it. And I am a chocolate-holic as well. Oh, yeah! There's these little packages out here with chocolate, hazelnut, and maple syrup. They're just to oh, die for. Just what little are those tiny, called? They're little, tiny, little packages. And you just keep them for emergency if you ever need. It's like, boom, instant energy. And it's, <laughs> okay, I digress. And, <gasps> you would, and you would think I'm not a foodie, but it's your fault. So no problem. <laughs> No, it's okay. Like, I'm glad this is after lunch because I've had, well, first of all, when I call people on my landline, healthy comes up. That's the name of, I mean, like my business phone actually says healthy. So people are like, healthy is calling. And then people always are like, oh my God, my mouth waters. I can't, I can't talk to you before lunch. (laughs) That's funny. All right. Now we have two main things here. We have eating and the right type of eating to stay healthy and keep the weight off. And we also have incorporating some sort of as you say, in a way, an exercise routine that isn't exercise, but is fun that also keeps it. So those are some really, really good points there. And I encourage the audience, if you're trying to drop some weight, find something. And as Devin says, don't call it working out. Don't call it exercise. It's just a business meeting with the client, but it's a long walk or something. I think that's brilliant. Just put a different label on it and you don't think you're working out or something, but you're still kind of bringing up the metabolism and uh, dropping the weight a little bit. Well, yes. And you'd be surprised when you suggest this to people, like people would be like, oh my God, my clients would never do that. I mean, yes, like stuffy suit wearers, maybe not be able to, unless you do it like end of day and they could just throw on their workout clothes. But you'd be surprised how many people I will tell people, like if they call me, especially for advice or they want me to consult with something, I'll be like, I'll give you 15 minutes on the phone or an hour for a beach walk. And they'll go, uh, and nine times out of 10, they'll say, I'll take the beach walk. And then we (laughs) go on the beach walk and without fail, 80% of the time at the end of it, they're like, oh my God, I'm so glad we did this. I didn't know how to respond when you first said that, but it was such a good idea and I feel so good and we accomplished so much. And then they were asked to do more business walks. So that's how I fit some, I mean, sometimes, because sometimes let's admit it, it's hard to fit it in. The other thing that people really have to be worried about, and this is where I'm not great, especially now with a newborn, sleep is so, so, so critical. If you don't get enough sleep, your cortisol levels are off. You actually crave more comfort food. This is like, this is science. So make sure that as much as I'm one who tries to be active, as I said, if there's a choice between getting some sleep 
or waking up super early to work out that will have me sleep deprived, believe it or not, the better choice is actually, at least for me and scientifically, is getting the sleep because otherwise you're battling wanting to eat garbage all day if you're tired. Thank goodness. I finally have an advocate. Do you hear that, everyone? (laughs) All you people out there that get up at five o'clock in the morning and work out for an hour while I stay in bed. Here you go. There's actually someone else that believes in my philosophy as well. I love it. (laughs) Yes. Unless they go to bed at eight or nine or whatever it is, and then it's great. But as I said, like when I, I travel a ton and so if I've flown somewhere and I'm looking at not getting a full night, you know, a full eight hours or whatever it is, um, it's better, as I said, to sleep because I really do. I mean, I know my body and I know a lot of times, like when I am tired, I'm constantly like, oh, I want chocolate. Oh, I want pasta. Oh, I want whatever. <laughs> I love it. All right. Once again, the takeaway for corporate America here, the big one is take business walks. Your client will love it. You'll love it. And you'll be able to work off some of that lunch that you had just earlier that day. Now, that's the one part. All right, and now the second part is any tips, advice, any tricks to food, things to keep in mind to, you know, some people may like stuff. We talked a lot about pasta and stuff and how I like it, but we also talked about alternates that also are very healthy. And I would love any other advice that you could share with us on food, advice, food tips, and stuff like that. Yes, I love these questions. Okay, so number one is we all crave things and we crave them for different reasons. So when I start working with a new client, I want to get to the bottom of exactly what you're craving and what about it you're craving. So what I mean by that is, so you're from Chicago, you crave pizza probably at some point, or at least at some point in your life you probably did. And I'm from Pennsylvania, I'm Italian, and I crave pizza. But I crave pizza because I love meaty toppings on a crust. Do you crave pizza because of the thick crust or is there some other reason? My mom's pizza, she, we're Sicilian, and she would make okay. a very thick pizza and it's all in the bread. The bread is just uh-huh. absolutely amazing. And we've never tasted that type of bread or pizza anywhere in the world. And we've eaten at some of the, some of the better, best restaurants the world over. Never had pizza like that. My wife has actually duplicated the bread very, very accurately. And she can really make a nice, mean Sicilian pizza now. But again, because of all that bread, as we said earlier, I just have to do more business walks because it'll put on (laughs) the weight. (laughs) Right. Well, okay. So basically what I was getting at was for you, it might be the crust or for someone else, it might be the crust for other people. It might be, I just love that combo of sauce and hot melty cheese. So what I do with foods that people crave is get to the bottom of what it is. As I said, for me, it's meaty toppings. So I like flatbread pizzas because I can put plenty of protein, meaty toppings on it and not have to worry about all the calories from the bread, but I still get what I really am obsessing about. If it's, you know, someone is the bread thing, you can either put lean protein on top of that to combat it, or if you just don't want that, you can eat lean protein on the side. But what I do is science things out so that you really can leave room in your diet for anything that you really, really want. 
I mean, one of the things that I will tell people is do people make sure you eat your fruits and vegetables, especially your vegetables, because if you're not, you're and and trying to do them early in the morning is best. Like, I love this whole green juice revolution because it used to be that dietitians would be telling you to eat like berries and yogurt and granola in the morning. I'm like, sugar, sugar and more sugar is going to make me crave sugar, sugar and more sugar all day. But if I have a green juice with an egg white omelet in the morning, even if I have a little fruit with it, or even if I have a muffin or like overnight oats or something with it, like I don't have the same cravings during the day because like my body is getting the nutrients it needs early. So it's not like, ah, I'm missing something. I'm missing something, which we of course translate into what we want, not what we need. So that's one thing. This is the spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Just ahead, we're going to find out more from Devin Alexander celebrity chef but first it's time for us to take a short break see you back here in just a moment change starts here change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel guys, Tony D'Urso here, and I have to say thank you. Thanks a million. A million downloads, that is. Go to TonyDurso.com slash TV and read all about the exciting next adventure we have in store for you. That's TonyDurso.com slash TV. And once again, thanks a million. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer, celebrity friends, and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Listening to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to the Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on the Spotlight. Today's show is with Devin Alexander, celebrity chef. Devin truly lives and eats her message. You don't have to deprive yourself to be fit and healthy. For inspirational tips and guilt-free recipes, visit her at 
devinalexander.com, D-E-V-I-N-A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R.com. All right, back to the chat with Devin. You know, another example would be like people crave chicken wings. And so I make them over using chicken breast strips because very rarely is someone like, oh, my God, I have to have chicken wings because that feeling of gnawing on a bone is just amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's usually like I love that crustiness on the outside and the drippy sauce, which I can recreate on chicken breast. So it's easy. And then, you know, you might I make a really light blue cheese sauce, like dressing to go with it and they're in heaven. And then again, you're not battling. You're not feeling like you're in hell. You're actually enjoying it. You're sharing it with people. People want to share it with you. You can't lose weight in a vacuum, people. Like you need friends. You need to have a social life. You need to, you know, find dishes (laughs) that everybody will eat. No, it's true. You really do. So that's one of the things. And that actually with my book too, now you can have it. Like there's a whole chapter of, it's called Perfect Party Fair and Savory Snacks. It, I, I put together a whole party in a diabetes cookbook. Um, it's really a cookbook for people who want to be fit, but who also, if living with diabetes, like this actually meets diabetes association standards. I mean, like they vetted the whole book and I have doctors and blah, blah. But it was all those dishes that I served at parties that my friends were calling me and being like, I need that recipe. And I'd be like, sorry, it's not in a book yet. And they're like, no, I need it. And I'm like, sorry, I can't give it to you yet. So those are all the ones in that chapter. But as I said, like when your friends are eating this stuff too, and you can serve anything at a party, you know, you're going to be able to stick with things. And then the second part of the equation is being prepared. Because if you're anything like me, if I've come home for a long di- from a long day and I'm starved and I don't have something quasi cooked and I'm looking at cooking a whole meal, even though I'm super fast, I'm going to be eating the baked chips first, or I'm going to be eating like an apple with peanut butter dip, or I'm going to be just eating more dip than I should be, even if it's lean dip with the carrot sticks or whatever it is. So I always try like one day a week to cook either a like turkey breast roast or a London broil or both. And then I do a little bit of quinoa or, you know, just like make the components so that that day or night or lunch or whatever it is that you are like, crap, I don't have anything to eat. You have something to eat instead of, you know, relying on the drive through or eating <laughs> 4 million things you're not supposed to eat before you, you know, as I said, I should even say not supposed, I don't believe in not supposed to, like I will literally eat anything. I'll occasionally eat short ribs. I'll, and, and remember I've kept 70 pounds off and again, nothing is off limits, but I just, I don't want to eat that stuff. Like I don't enjoy baked chips enough to eat like a whole bag of them by accident. That's absolutely impressive. And you know, someday I'm going to be just like you, Devin, but there are, there are foods that I won't eat and avoid just because I know my body. But to answer that earlier question a little bit thoroughly, on my pizza toppings, it's roasted bell peppers and it's tomatoes and maybe a little garlic. And to me, that is the most delicious pizza in the world. Of course, with the cheese, mozzarella cheese, no meat. I cannot have meat on my pizza. I just don't like it. I just like vegetables. And that makes a killer pizza for me. So I'm simple in a way. <laughs> See, so that's amazing. And someone like you, like I would recommend that you eat a salad and then you eat your pizza. Because if you eat a salad and then you eat your pizza, you're half full by the time or like some great, you know, Italian roasted veggie or something before you start. And then you get as a purist, you get the pizza exactly the way you want it. But you're not so hungry that you're eating seven slices. Very, very true. And actually, if you want to be 
pure Italian. You eat the salad after you eat the pizza. That's the best way. That's how they do it in Italy. So I'm told. <laughs> no, I mean, that's great if, if you're not going to overeat the pizza first. That was just the strategy if someone, you know, has trouble. Because I find that if you can get someone a little bit full before they start the thing that they want, you know, their stomach is starting to get full before they even started. They're not going to be as likely to overeat. Even if they overeat, it's like one slice. I mean, they overeat like a second slice or a third slice, not a seventh slice. (laughs) That's a very good strategy, Devin. I love it. You know, two slices for me, I'm done. Can't do any more. But that's very smart, especially for those that are eating their favorite food item and want to keep eating. So another little takeaway here is eat a salad before. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And again, it. like I, I get mad when people are like, or eat a bowl of mushrooms if you love them or like a plate of grilled mushrooms, if that's something you like. But as I said, like telling me to put some random thing on my pizza. No, like you have to have the pleasure. You have to have the oh yum factor in whatever you eat. Sounds amazing. And I'm going to move on to another thing because you've been on over 500 TV appearances. I mean, that is just mind-boggling, over 500. And I would love to know, how did you get started in TV? How did this all happen? Uh, again, I am a little persistent. I like to think of myself as a non-dangerous stalker. And <laughs> I basically, people told me like back in the day before, you know, now if you want to get on TV, like get a big social media following and you'll get on TV. Back then, like there wasn't social media. Um, I started, I should say 2002 was my first national appearance. And I don't even know if, I mean, I'm sure we had online, but like nobody was blogging or whatever. So people kept saying, oh, you need tape in order to get on a TV show, meaning you need to show me that you were on TV to get on TV. And I'm like, well, that's the dumbest thing ever. So I decided to get tape. And a girlfriend and I pretended that we were doing video series. Mine was called A Slice of Devon. And I took, I was in an actor's group at the time. I had done groundlings and some things. So I asked 12 people to come to my kitchen and rallied my friends who worked in production. And we produced what looked like a video series, only it was just little snippets. And we strung them all together in what looked like a demo reel with 12 different guests, called it a slice of Devin, and I started sending it out to TV producers with pitch ideas. And when they'd ask me what, like, what that was from, I'd be like, oh, it's going direct to distribution. (laughs) Um, (laughs) By distribution, I meant distributed to every producer in town. And I would always drop it off with brownies and a clever little note. And I started booking TV appearances. (laughs) Very, very clever. I like that. That's brilliant. That's very brilliant. And you've been on over 500, so it shows that strategy is working over and over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, now, obviously, I have a publicist, and then once you're on some, it's easier to get on more and all of that. But, uh, yes, I mean, I got really lucky that... I I mean, I had done a ton, as I said, I'd done a pile of appearances, but my real big break came when I was thrown on Good Morning America on New Year's Eve in 2004. I guess the chef that they were supposed to have dropped out at the last minute, and I got a call from someone at my book publishing company, actually, who really liked me, and she's like, hey, do you want to do this? She's like, are you free? Will you give up your New Year's Eve? And I was like, of course! 
And um, I was more nervous than I've ever been in my entire life. I will never forget that feeling. And if anybody's ever been on national TV um, in on a like live show like that, like they don't tell you a lot. They just expect you to know it. And I was standing there and they're start, like, they're counting down three, two, and the host wasn't standing next to me. And I was like, oh my God. And then at the last second, because the host has just come from like another segment, they zoop in and start it. And you're like, who are you? <laughs> they're here. <laughs> That's quite something. That is indeed quite something. As you know, I have my own TV show and I'm starting it and producing the whole thing. And it's quite an endeavor. And I'm very fascinated in what you've done and how you've gone on that. It's again... Is there, is there any plans for you to have, you have your own radio show, do you have any plans to do your own TV show? You know what, I had done one on Discovery Health and Fit TV, and I had one on PBS that I hosted called America's Chefs on Tour, where I met up with chefs like Rick Bayless, Kat Cora, Todd English, and we celebrated fresh, healthy ingredients. Right now, I would love to do another one, but I'm also one who really wants to find the right platform. So if someone knows the right platform for me, I would love it. I am actually right now attached to um, a cooking show that would be done in Italy. But again, like attached is one of those, you know, it's not been sold yet. It's just being pitched. You never know. So we'll see. But if I could find something fun like that or I don't know. I mean, I would love to is basically the answer to it. All right. Well, I I see that in your future somehow with what you've done. It seems to be the only place to go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I also would love a talk show format um, because I do think that people make, as I said, weight loss harder. I mean, we all know what to do. Let's be honest. And the reason we don't do it because it's not fun and it doesn't feel good and all of that. But I will I will tell everyone that when I've helped people lose weight in the beginning, it's, it's, you know, they feel like I'm going to walk into their kitchen and do what you see on TV, like the drama of, I'm going to throw everything out of your pantry and you're going to be like, Oh, I can't eat anything. And it doesn't work like that. And then in the end, every single person, when I've asked, like, how has your life changed? I mean, everyone's like, uh, they just kind of laugh. Like it changes in every way. If you're really obese, then your life is so hard, like so hard. Everything from one of my clients, like literally was in a sales meeting and sat down in someone's office and broke a chair, you know, like it's embarrassing. And nobody wanted to sit next to him on a plane and they'd like make a huffy comment, you know? It's like, we just don't realize how much harder we're making it. Not to mention the extra time we spend in the doctor's office. And I mean, this doesn't apply to people who need to lose 10 pounds, but, and by need, like they probably don't even, they just say that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, every woman needs to lose 10 pounds, in quotes. (laughs) Okay, that's it. Everyone loses 10 pounds. Here we go. 10 pounds this month. (laughs) Yeah, no. This is the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Just ahead, Devin shares more insights and her contact info. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hi. Tony here with a quick word about getting you discovered. Do you want a lot of people checking out your sales page, your branding page, your podcast? Like many people, are you just trying to do it all yourself or maybe get by with a virtual assistant or two? 
Are you taking webinars, seminars, and workshops to learn how to grow your social media and how to bring visitors to your site? Or are you downloading free eBooks, buying books, buying classes, doing this and that just to learn how to get more sales, more people, more exposure? We all do. And it isn't all that it's cracked up to be for some, is it? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. It takes a lot of training. I've written books on this and I'm helping others get a lot of visitors to their web pages and podcasts. And I mean thousands and thousands every month. Check it out. Go to tonydierso.com slash grow. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O dot com slash G-R-O-W. tonydierso.com slash grow. And get discovered. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight. Today's show is with Devin Alexander, celebrity chef. Devin says, if you're not sure what your true calling is, or you can't tell me right now in this minute what your dreams are, I think the best thing you can possibly do for yourself is give back. It may sound trite, but in my experience, it's true. For instance, if you're having trouble making it to a gym, find a charity that has you running around or in some way burning calories. If you feel stuck in your job, try out a new industry, volunteering with the skill involved with your favorite hobby. And if you generally feel like others have it better, head down to a soup kitchen or local hospital for a bit of perspective. You have no idea what could result. End quote. And now, back to the chat. Devin, you mentioned something earlier in this. I'd like to talk a little bit more about it. You have a restaurant on the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line? Tell us about that. I don't right now, but I did. Uh, I honestly, like, I loved it, but... 
I was away from the media too much. Um, and I don't mean the media like I needed to be in the media, but I wasn't able to reach my audience in the way I'd liked because I was spending too much time on the cruise ships. So, but it was great. It was uh, called Devonly Decadence and all of the dishes were under, it was America's favorites under 500 calories. And I served things like I already mentioned, but I had this like cowboy beef tenderloin, which was like this delicious filet mignon with this smoky rub that was like out of this world. And then I served it with sweet potato quote chips, like potatoes that were lovely seasoned and balsamic roasted asparagus. And I did all these like lavish salads and people were like, how are you even getting this quality food on cruise ships? But it was super fun. And I did like my desserts. I have a dessert line called Devonly Delights that I'm working on getting manufactured and and people had, we were going through like 150 pounds of brownie mix a week. I mean, it was just amazing. And people literally were like, I cannot even believe these dishes are under 500 calories. So it was super fun. And that's another thing that one of these days I'm going to partner with a restaurateur and bring it to land where people can enjoy it even more. Yeah, we like land. Ships are good, but I totally agree with you. I like ships, but there's a point where you want to get back on the land. So I guess... We're landlubbers. <laughs> We're landlubbers. <laughs> yes. Devin, you mentioned something about a newborn. You're a new foster mom and you're also an advocate for foster care. How did that start, please? Um, I am. So, well, it happens to be National Foster Care Month. So I'm definitely uh, advocating right now. You know, I had two of my three best friends in high school when most of the kids were mean to me because I was overweight were actually adopted. And then I've gone on to have a couple adopted boyfriends. And believe it or not, there's a couple people on Biggest Loser who were adopted. Um, one who was part of the foster care system, another who was just straight adopted. And so all my life, I think it was because of the number of people I've encountered who I think are just so lovely, who were given this opportunity to be with a loving family. I always thought that I wanted to have a child and adopt one. And numerous years ago, I was volunteering in the foster care space, helping kids who aged out of the system, who didn't have basic life skills, learn how to cook because without cooking skills, it's really hard, especially if you don't have a high income to eat healthy and all of that. And just hearing the stories and meeting these kids, many of the women, I don't know if you know this, but 77% of the girls who age out of the foster care system get pregnant in one to two years. Like they don't have role models. And many of them, even in Los Angeles, get sex trafficked, which we don't think of that in our backyard, but it is. There's these girls who, you know, they're out on the street, they're by themselves. Many of them thought they were going to be adopted or kept by the families. And then once, you know, they no longer get payments, the families no longer get payments. They're like, sorry, you're out. And they have nobody and nothing. And, you know, and so people prey on them. Um, and then also, I believe it's 19% um, of the, it's either 19 or 25% of the male and female population of the Los Angeles prison systems are made up of foster care kids or former foster kids. That is all so sad, Devin. I know. And there's over 28,000 kids in Los Angeles County alone waiting for loving homes. Uh. I know. Right. So I just I mean, honestly, I got a little older. I was writing eight books in six years and working like crazy because I was getting so much fulfillment into helping other people get fit all the while, like pretending I was going to still have five kids. <laughs> um <laughs> 
And then, you know, I started in my late 30s dating, you know, with the real intent of, okay, I'm going to put my career on the back burner a little bit. You know, I'm going to make room for that. I'm not going to like write a cookbook in six weeks and, you know, craziness. And honestly, at that point, I was at an age where a lot of the men that would otherwise have been my equal already had kids or didn't want more or, you know, it was dicey as to whether I was even going to be able to have them at that age. And it just got really complicated. So I decided that instead of waiting for somebody else to bring me my dream while I'm on the radio every week saying have it all that I'm going to go get it all, which to me, the one thing, I mean, yes, I, I would love to meet my soulmate as well, but that can happen in five years or 10 years. And I just don't want to rush it. Like I think so many people, you know, get to a certain age and they get scared that they're not going to meet someone and they might, you know, not spend enough time with a person and rush into marriage because of kids and, you know, whatever. And I just wanted to make sure that I didn't do that. And you really do as a single woman, like feel that God, I can't date this guy for three years and make sure because I'll be too old by then. So I just went and I got licensed to be a foster mom. And I was blessed with the most precious little angel that I'm head over heels in love with and hoping that I can adopt. Oh, that is absolutely fantastic. Devin, you are a very, very good person. You've got a great kind heart. This is amazing. And a little takeaway on that is you're not letting the circumstances control you. You're controlling the circumstances and you're dictating how to do it. Just bless you on that. That is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Well, I'll be honest for a long time. Like I had thought about doing it for 10 years and I had thought that I always tell people, you know, go after your dreams. And somehow in my head, I was like following society's dream, which is find the guy, then get the child. And it suddenly dawned on me one day that I'm being an idiot and like conforming, like there's nothing wrong with getting the child first and becoming a package deal and then meeting the guy later. Like, I actually think at my age, it will be easier when she turns three or four or five and is in preschool and I'm around other parents to meet somebody who aligns with my goals and my vision, as opposed to, you know, all of these, like in Manhattan Beach and Hermosa Beach, we have a lot of guys who probably will never settle down and never be responsible enough to have a child. (laughs) And, you know, those are the guys who like kept pursuing me. And I'm like, yeah, this is not good. (laughs) (laughs) You have a head on your shoulders. If that's how the saying goes, you definitely have the right point of view and you're not lowering your standards on that. So very good on you. And I wish the best for you and your little girl. Very, very, very cool on that. Thank you. Sure. And now you also mentioned this. You are an ambassador for the American Diabetes Association, and you used to be an ambassador for the American Heart Association. Tell us about that, please. Yeah. So I think everybody knows the biggest loser was kind of the biggest, like change the environment and the obesity space and help people believe that they could actually change their circumstances. I feel like before biggest loser, people believe that it's genetic and people couldn't lose weight. But when you see contestant after contestant lose weight, you suddenly, you know, realize that it's possible. And so when biggest loser ended in 2016, I really kind of did some soul searching as to what I could do next to make a big impact because my dream is to actually like now kick diabetes in the teeth and, you know, quell obesity, make the numbers go the different direction. 
And so I realized that one in three people are living with prediabetes. Many of the people who are don't even know it. And then, you know, diabetes is the number two preventable leading cause of death in the U.S. So, like, we can prevent it. And so I wanted to be a part of that because I think that's, I don't know, I'm just always about making the biggest impact, which is why I stalk people to be on TV because that's, you know, the TV and the platforms and things like this are how you do it. Like, I don't so much care about TV as much as just, you know, like, how do I reach the biggest audience? So I aligned with the American Diabetes Association and, as I said, wrote this book, You Can Have It, and I'm touring right now with that, and I'm really encouraging people, like, it's not just a book for people with diabetes, it truly is, like, for anyone who wants to be fit, I kid you not, my friends were bugging me for the recipes. I have everything from like a banh mi burger to a Thai shrimp pizza and a, even a bacon ranch pizza in there. There's a dark chocolate pudding um, that you might love. It's it's pudding in quotes. It's not really pudding, but it like tastes like pudding. It's so good. And then I make this Devonly Whip topping that tastes like better than Cool Whip, but is only it's like all natural and less than 10 calories per tablespoon. And so it's, it's just something that I wanted people, you know, I know what it felt like when my doctor kept saying, you can't eat this and you can't have that. And you feel overwhelmed. Like you really do, especially if you weren't expecting to get the diagnosis. And a lot of women also have gestational diabetes, which will set them up to get full-blown diabetes later. And that's at a time where they're really craving the things in the book. So as I said, I just wanted to tackle something huge. And I got some doctors behind me to really help me to make sure the recipes were absolutely great, even though they also seem like there's no way they could be. And uh, yeah, so that's my big thing right now. I'm promoting and really hoping that If there's somebody in your life who is living with diabetes or prediabetes and you're afraid to be like, we're worried about you in like some formal intervention kind of way, that you'll try a couple recipes for the book and people can get some of them online for free just to make sure that I'm not just, you know, making things up and they actually taste good. And then, you know, try them out, have your loved ones try them out. And after they tell you, like, don't tell them that it's from a book that's okay for diabetes to serve them and have them enjoy them and have them tell you, oh, my God, this is great. Oh, my God. How did you make this? You know, all of that. And then share with them, like, just slightly leave a copy of the book behind (laughs) and share that it's actually a book that could maybe really help them feel better. And to be to be honest, like I used to get a lot of letters being on Biggest Loser, which kept me working so much and not having kids. Um, but the letters that I'm getting from this book are just like mind blowing and in mass. Like I I'm just so humbled and overwhelmed by the love and support. And, um, and it was a number one, um, new release on Amazon. So woohoo. Congratulations. That's fantastic. And I love the title. You can have it. It is such a great title. Really, really great. And Wish you much success on that. And you know, I've got to put a warning and a little disclaimer on this show. You got to listen to this after you eat lunch because otherwise it's going to make you starve. (laughs) (laughs) I know. All I do is talk about food. It's so terrible. (laughs) All right. Devin, what about people who want to get into cooking? They think they're a good chef. They are a good chef. People love what they make, their concoctions, their creations. How does someone follow in your footstep and get into this world? Any advice for them? Sure. Um, I think one is just do it all the time. Like see where your uniqueness is because needless to say, like 
cooking these days is a little different than when I went into it. I mean, there's so many culinary schools and there's so many people wanting to do it to be famous and be the next Food Network star and all of that. And I mean, if that's your reasoning, it's a little tough. If you're doing it because you have some unique twist that you really are so passionate about, then one, I would get trained, preferably work under someone who is awesome and really, really like throw your feet in and learn from them. And then two, like start a blog because right now, like I can say back in the day, like used to make so much money on cookbooks if you were, you know, on TV and all of that. And now if you're, you know, obviously I know one of your idols is Rachel Ray, like she's doing great with her cookbooks, but, but most people, when they're doing cookbooks, unless they have a huge blog following and you're expected to do your own photography these days, you might even lose money on a cookbook. But again, it's like such a passion and a love that if you do it anyway, and you're blogging and you're putting this stuff out there and waiting for it all to come back while you do something else or while you work in a restaurant, you can really, really succeed at it. Great advice, great points, and thank you on Rachel Ray, actually, if you don't, <gasps> we'll talk more about that later, but I'd love to have her <laughs> on the show. I've watched Rachel Ray for many, many years. My wife used to, that would be one of her hobbies was cooking show, cooking channel, food network. She just, this is what she just did for fun. She's a great chef, is, or a great cook, I should say. And so I've just really come to like the chefs, and I know a lot about them, and Normally, I don't think it's something a guy normally follows, but I'm, I like to do things with my wife. So if she watches that, I'll watch stuff with her. So I've come to know the whole cast and stuff like that. Anyways, oh, wow. very cool on that. Devin, just a few more moments here. Let's go over, please, your website. And if you have any contact information of how our audience can get a hold of you. Yes. So it's devinalexander.com, which is D-E-V-I-N-A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. Again, Devin is with an I, like Kevin. And then I'm on Instagram, Devin Alexander, Facebook, Devin Alexander. I'm Chef Devin on Twitter. You can reach out to me in any of those things. I have an email called fans at devinalexander.com that you can reach out that way. And I should say that along with my book that I just released, on my website, devinalexander.com, there's a section called Diabetes Takedown that has cooking lessons that are completely free whether or not you've bought the book. And they basically go along with the book that, you know, if you don't know how to butterfly shrimp, I show you how to do it. And through the book, I'll say, you know, don't know what, like how to find this product. Like I'll give you suggestions because I didn't want to print brand names in the book because brand names change and products change, but I wanted to give people a resource. So they really feel like that they could do it. So go to my website and, you know, check it out. And I have a new blog, too, called Chef to Mom. It's my life transitioning from a chef to a mom and then advice for from a chef for moms. Outstanding and phenomenal. All right, everyone, go to DevinAlexander.com. You can get a hold of Devin. You can get the downloads. You can get tips. You can learn how to butterfly that shrimp. You can learn <laughs> all sorts of great cooking tips, advice, tricks, tips, and everything else. Thank you very much, Devin. A very, very great interview. I wish you much success on your book. And it's already a, an Amazon bestseller. Such a great interview with you. Thank you so much, Devin Alexander, Celebrity Chef. Thank you for sharing this with us, Devin. Just had Thanks. a blast on this show. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. And I'm serious. Come to my kitchen, Brigerizo Lasagna. You won't gain weight. <laughs> it's a deal. I, I will do that. We'll talk about that. All right, well, thank you again. And to our Spotlight audience, 
thank you all. It's our honor to have you listen. All right, keep your focus on success, and I'll see you next on The Spotlight. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend.